Welcome to the Heidi Rue Show. I have a very special guest who's very special to me, um, just selfishly to let you guys know you would love her if you knew her, um, Lainey Beth Sinclair. Now, let me give you a little background of Lainey Beth Sinclair. We met, I don't even know actually how we first met, but somehow I used your house. (laughs) I forgot the middle part of how I actually got to that part. (laughs) Um, But what was so interesting is we realized, oh, my gosh, we had like 85 Facebook friends in common. And we're like, how in in our you probably have somebody in your life like that where it's like, wait, how did our paths not cross until just now? Because there were so many mutual friends. We were around the same area. You know, how Mm -hmm. did this not happen until just now? And that's the story with Lainey Beth. And then. She graciously, I don't know why, but she graciously said, Heidi, yes, you can use my house to film your pilot TV show. (laughs) Sure, just come on over. Bring the whole crew over. I'll let you have my house. So she was very gracious, and her house is absolutely just gorgeous. She's a fantastic decorator, and um, it's down near the McDonough Square, um, just south of Atlanta, and just beautiful. So we filmed the show there, and the more we got to know each other, the more I'm like, please be in my life. Like, you are an amazing person, and I just, she's so inspiring. Um, She's just a wonderful person. So Anyways, you're going to find that out here since I will start stop talking so you can actually get to know Lainey Beth a little bit better. And something that has happened really exciting in her life is a little over a year ago, she and her husband opened Sinclair's Mercantile in McDonough. Is it Mercantile or is it Mercantile? Mercantile. Oh, wow. I definitely mm-hmm. did not do that mercantile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phonics. I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for okay. correcting me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that journey. Like, where did that idea, where did that dream come from to open a retail shop? Because I'm sure that that's not for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint <laughs> of heart. Um, I don't know that it's for the strong of heart, to be totally <laughs> honest with you. Um I guess the short story is that my husband and I moved to McDonough Square in um, 2014. We felt like at that point we were sort of choosing between a farm with lots of acreage or um, what they call in our small town, in-town living, which is yeah. sort of um, ridiculous sounding. But anyway, we decided to go with the in-town living. So we've got um, multiple stoplights, which is very exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you. Once we moved in, we knew that we wanted to be a part of the square community Mm -hmm. in terms of walkability and things like that. So we can walk to the square from our house. Um, We live in a 1940s Tudor home. Um, And so it sort of progressed. Uh, I have been a wardrobe stylist, and so I knew that I like to close and have had opportunities to work with some, um, some really interesting people and clients and things. And so I... I guess my background with clothing is that I know that clothing has a lot of power Mm. and that it can be a really um, just a place where a lot of women feel insecure about themselves. And so um, through doing personal styling and clients and things like that, I, um, me and Brad decided to open up this store because I was sort of on this track where we would book jobs and I would go and it was crazy hectic and we have two small kids and so we knew that we wanted to be planted in our community so we're not perfect at anything but I can put together an outfit and Brad's really great at business and so it was sort of our five loaves and three fish um, kind of thing and so we didn't have any 
um, illusions of grandeur or that we thought it would be simple or easy, but we felt like that it was a way for us to um, gain influence in our community, to be mm-hmm. totally honest. And so we had never... Uh, owned our own store we basically googled how do you open up a store um (laughs) and true story so um we ended up reading everything we could find about it um books and internet and things like that and so um it was a really fast process from let's do this to we found a building on the square um from the time that we closed to the time that we opened between renovation and buying it was about four months Wow. So it was really quick. That's fast. Yeah. yeah. And you decorated all of the inside of the store, right? I did. I did. It's For amazing. better or worse. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And I'll post some pictures, too, on, like, my Instagram, social media, and Facebook, the Heidi Ruscio Facebook and everything, so people can kind of get a glimpse of what it looks like because it's really, it's just gorgeous. Well, thank you. We tried. What are some of the challenges that you face? Because you even said it's may not even be for the strong of ours. <laughs> so I'm sure there are lots of stories or challenges that you can share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think in terms of the store, we wanted to know how to do more than just sell clothes. Hmm. Um, we needed to know how can we help people? How can we serve people? How can we see people? Um, because usually whenever we're shopping, we're all looking for something. Sometimes it is just a pair of jeans. Sometimes it is um, to sort of be seen. Sometimes it is to just have conversation. Um, There's just lots of reasons why we shop for anything, for houses, for cars, for clothes. Um, So learning a lot about that, how do we um, interact with our customers, Um, knowing how to encourage and speak into someone's life, that's always a really interesting thing. Um, we wanted to know how to carry a great product, but be cost sensitive. Mm. Um, where do the products come from? Who makes them? All of that's very important to us. Um, we're not full fair trade, but we are, I'd say around 75%, um, are either sustainable, um, sustainable companies, companies that pay attention to their factories, all, um, they're made in America, things like that. That's very important to us. Um, and just how do we actually make a difference? Mm-hmm. and not just talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still working on that Yeah, to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think brings up a good point. Uh, Lainey Beth and I were even just talking right before that, that, you know, they're kind of looking at next year and what are some different ways that we want to kind of do the business or what are some things that we kind of want to explore. Do you feel like that's one of the biggest things too about a business is being willing to be flexible and just kind of see, okay, where is this taking us? Where's our opportunity, both financially, but also, um, I mean, this, this is kind of a passion and you said the two loaves and fishes, Mm -hmm. um, wait, is it two loaves, five loaves and two? Oh shoot. Okay. Anyways, close enough. You know what I'm talking about? The loaves and the fishes, um, that this is kind of a passion thing too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think that it is, especially um, we are believers. We Mm -hmm. love the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so that's a huge part of our life. We think that we think that God cares how we spend our days. And so we want to um, be excellent at what we do. Um, We believe that the Bible says that Christians should take the industries um, just like in voiceovers and Mm -hmm. acting and podcast and clothing. Um, We want to do a really good job at it. Mm -hmm. So um, we don't want to just sort of fly under the radar. We want to be excellent mm-hmm. um, at whatever we choose to do or whatever we feel like we're supposed to do. So, yeah, I think it's always trying to step back and reassess. 
Um, be honest with ourselves. Is this working? Is this not working? Are we really good at this? Are we really not good at this? Um, are we doing what we said we would do in the beginning? Um, all of those questions we have to sort of um, hold open-handed. Right. What is some advice that you would give to someone that may think, oh, that would be amazing to like open up a retail shop and, you know, start their yeah. own business? Yeah. Um, lots of advice. <laughs> Lots of lessons learned. Um, I think, first of all, and I feel like people say this all the time, but it uh, means a lot to me now, is to know your why. Because um, the starting is fun. Uh, the beginning is fun. It's all fun to sort of get things off the ground and to launch a business. But at the end of the day, there's going to come one day, and that might be six months in. It might be a year in. It might not be five years from now. But there's going to come a day where it feels like work. And all those lessons about find your passion and you'll never work a day in your life. I, I just think that that is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah, do. Because, I agree. Um, good work and passionate work, it's still work. Mm -hmm. um, and so at some point you have to say, this is why we do what we do. Even if you make a Word document on your computer that you sort of read whenever you're like having that kind of day. Um, for us, for Brad and I, my husband, um, we know why we do what we do and it's not money. Mm -hmm. I feel like that money can be on the table, but that can't be the only reason, mm -hmm. um, that you do something like this, especially owning your own business. Do you agree? Oh yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I agree, but I'm also like taking notes as we go, <laughs> Lainey Beth. Like I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Good Good idea. But no, I agree with you as far as I, I hate that saying that says find your passion. You'll never yeah. work a day in your it's life terrible. because that's ridiculous. Right. Um, you will work. And even at every passionate thing that I've done, it's been a lot of work. And whenever you put a passion first and foremost, if ever you want to succeed, that means you're going to have to sacrifice other things. Absolutely. And that doesn't feel good, you know? Yeah. I mean, here at our studio, one of the things that I'm learning is to, like, curb my expectation, to of of margin yeah. of my day because things will come up at the studio, and then I end up working last night. You know, I was up till nine, here till 9, yeah. and I thought I'd be out of here before 5, you know, and had all these things that I would do, or um, a lot of times I'm like, oh, great, I can do this, I can do that, like normal, and I... I a lot of times I just have to say no and sacrifice that. And that's not fun because yeah. you want to be able to do that stuff too. But to make a business work, then sometimes that just is what it requires. Sure. Everything costs something. Mm -hmm. So you just have to figure out if you're treading water or you're actually moving forward. Mm -hmm. It's that sort of busy where we just do things where we feel productive, but we're not actually moving our families mm -hmm. forward or we're not actually moving our careers forward. Right. Um, it's not about... Everyone's busy, but I think it's about working to your capacity. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for what Heidi's capacity is. I'm responsible yeah. for what Lainey Beth's capacity is. And so I have to work to that fullness. And once I hit that, I'm done. Yeah. But as long as I am using wise, using my time wisely in my capacity, I, at night I can just go to sleep. And then I wake up the next day and do it again. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. And I love the way you put that. I think that that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's great. And it, it takes the expectations off of other people yeah. too. And, and then it takes the expectation off of you as you said, okay, this is my capacity for today. Yeah. I worked really hard w with what I know I can do. 
and I can go to sleep knowing that. Yeah, and we were just talking about how everybody mm. has different mornings and mm. different days, and sometimes a Tuesday's capacity is not the same as a Thursday's capacity. Yeah. That's just kids and families, and it just happens. Um, and sometimes we have to work late, and sometimes we get to go home early. I love that, and um, I'm gonna like listen to this podcast a couple times just to <laughs> be re- to remind myself of it. This is good stuff, Linda. Good, um, good. Now, one of the things. This is also a selfish question of mine, okay. um, and something I will take notes on as well. Okay. Um, you and your husband work together. We do. So give me all your secret tips on how to make that work, please. Oh goodness, um, I have no secret tips. Um, ask- Shoot. I asked Brad this <laughs> question, is his, and his answer was to not work together. So. <laughs> okay, well, that's too late. Okay. I know. Well, um, I, you know, we certainly don't have a perfect marriage. I don't think anybody does. No. And if they tell you that they do, they're lying. Right. Don't, don't be friends with them. Nope. Um, but we do have certain things that sort of help us work better together. Um, let's see. Uh, Brad's an extrovert. People are his oxygen. It mm. is He's never more alive than when he is with people and meeting people and talking with people. And he's so good at it. Mm. He's just so gifted at it. And he has this magnetic personality that people just love and trust him. And they should. He really is who he says he is. I mean, at our house and at our store and at our job. Um, I am a high-functioning introvert. <laughs> so different Things uh, sort of make me tick. So I can do the store and I can do all the things that are sort of um, required of that and talking with people and that sort of thing. But I have to have time to recharge at home um, by myself or just with my kids kind of chill. So that is really important to me. So we have to give each other what the other person needs, even if we don't understand it in that moment. Mm. Um, Sometimes he'll be like, I just need to go and, you know, be with people and go out and do that sort of thing. And sometimes I'm like, I just need to go home and um, take a bath and read a book and go to bed. Mm -hmm. That's like physically, I I can't do it anymore, you know. So um, that is one thing that really has helped us that we didn't understand. We'll be married almost 12 years. So we did not practice that when we were first married, um, and it led to a lot of arguments. Mm -hmm. And so now I think we've at least uh, got a little bit more grace under our belt. So that's one thing. Um, Knowing what topics are off limits at certain Mm -hmm. times. uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah. After dinner, Yeah. serious conversation. Let's say after 9 o'clock. Yeah. Serious conversation is just off limits. Mm -hmm. We just don't do it. Um, We don't talk business. in the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just, uh, we know what our boundaries are for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, by the end of the day, I wake up really early. So at the end of the day, I'm just done. I, yeah. I don't have anything left. Um, I've been with my kids all day. We homeschool. We have our own business. Brad works full time. So by the, after dinner, I'm like spent. Um, so that has been a really good thing to sort of know what our hot buttons are. Um, oh, this was a big one. We talked about this this morning. Um, Brad and I did uh, in terms of business, but also I would say marriage, maybe um, just setting up who has sort of the final say in certain categories. Interesting. Okay. I've never heard this tip. Go on. Okay. okay. I don't know if I'm going to do it justice. <laughs> so give me some grace as I work sure. myself around it. But um, let's just talk business. Okay. In terms of our business, there's certain things, obviously, that I'm better at than he is and certain things that he's better at than I am. 
Um, and so in those areas, we know what those are um, in terms of design and like the buying and the creative side of the business. That's my domain. Um, I don't ask him where to put a rug or where to hang a picture or what shirts I should buy for our spring line. Um, but then in terms of moving our business forward and budget and business plan, um, how to sort of handle all those things, he just takes the cake. He's so good about that. Mm -hmm. um, planning events, forward thinking for the store, what's our 2018 going to look like? He just kills it. So we each have veto cards. In, nice. in our specific areas. And so mm. obviously we talk through it, but here's the thing that we've learned is that we don't, we don't allow, I told you so. Mm. That's just, that's like a, we fight, but we fight fair. Mm -hmm. And I told you so isn't fighting fair no. in our marriage. It's right. not, um, that is passive aggressive and resentful. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain things where we say, I'll say, okay, Brad, this is what I'm thinking for this, this, and this. And he'll say, well, I think that you should do this, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's your call right. and I'll do the same with him. So giving each other that pass allows us to not feel resentful. We still hear each other out. We still, um, obviously it's still a conversation, but we don't go back and say, oh, well, you made a poor choice and that was a mistake. I told you you shouldn't have done that. Because mm. that to me is, oh, gosh, it makes my stomach turn. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah. just to think about that, it can breed resentment in a second. Mm -hmm. So oh, I love that. And it takes so much time to, I, I, at least for Mike and I, when I have to run every single thing by him and wait yeah, for sure. He's also slow at making decisions like he'll I mean, he would admit that it's sure. just that's just how he's created. But um, I've had to, I, I think I, we're going to implement that basically is what it comes <laughs> down to. I love that tip. That's great. Okay, good. Back. Thank good. you so much. I feel like this podcast is more for my benefit. I hope you guys are getting a lot <laughs> out of it too. I feel very selfish right oh, now. Goodness. That was part one of my interview with Lainey Beth Sinclair of Sinclair's Mercantile. You don't want to miss part two. Lainey Beth shares some great gift ideas, especially for those hard-to-buy people, and some great gift idea philosophies that are going to help you from here on out. Plus, she's going to share with you some really great must-have wardrobe pieces for the winner. So check that out. And also, if you're not following along with The Heidi Rue Show on social media, please do and share your input, share your feedback. We've also got some great ways of how you can be involved on the Heidi Roo podcast. So check out our Facebook page, The Heidi Roo Show. Also on Instagram, it's Heidi Roo. Twitter, it's Heidi Roo. Pretty much everywhere else, it's Heidi Roo.